This episode of the Red and White Podcast is brought to you by Roback, Roback.com, performance apparel company. They make polos, hoodies, Q-zips that are legit, just the best fit and the best feel. I know you've seen the little dog logo on people's shoulders. That's Roback. They gave you a 20% off coupon if you use the code REDWHITE. So go support the sponsors of the podcast. Go get yourself some sick apparel. And thanks for listening. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. Eight to the fool. Run through the night. Playing with your life. Going against the pack. That's risking your life. Better play it right. All right, folks. We are back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan. Here, as always, with not Will. Will is not here. He is. Uh, didn't want to pod this week. No, I don't think he's feeling well. Apparently can't talk. And it's not even baseball season, but I've dragged Zach out of hiding. Zach, how are you doing? Doing well. Can't complain. Excited for the weekend. Hoping our boys right, Zach, show let's up. Get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. It's Notre Dame week. What did you – did your did the first game change your expectations at all? No, um, it didn't change my expectations. I still, you know, you and I have talked about it. I, I expect State to be a to be a, you know a floor eight win team every year. Um, you know, to me that should be our floor. That should be bad years. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't agree with that, but I'm, I'm still hoping for ten win season. And and you know, this weekend will tell us a lot. I was uh, I go back and forth like what you and Will talked about last pod with uh, you know covering the playbook and, and just trying to save some things for Notre Dame. But uh, I, w- I was happy with the defense when you guys kind of put it into perspective. They gave up one drive, a scripted drive. Guys were in the heat of the moment, over-pursuing, and then they gave up one play. Other than that, man, the defense looked good. Um, but I do want to see us take the top off the defense, some explosive plays and whatnot. So I'm still riding with the uh, 10-1 season. That was pretty much the – um, party line for the press conferences this week. Both Dorn and Anai said that they want to be more explosive. I am curious what that means and what, like, how do they define explosive plays? Because I'm going to guess that Robert and, I, Robert and I probably aligns more closely with what most of us talk about is um, it's it's got to be a deep play, right? I know the definition of explosive play is over 20 yards, and that's what NC State has used as their metric. But I think in today's age, explosive needs to mean like deep score or more than 20 yards, right? Is 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 that your perspective on that? Uh, to me, the uh, explosive play is it would be you know 35 plus. Yeah, you know, uh, I think I mean that's not to say like uh, 18, 20 yard pass play that results in a touchdown or 18 20 yard run that results right. in a touchdown i would call those explosives you know those are game changing but explosives change momentum they, they change the outcome of the game they change the course of the dr- of, of the quarter of the half of the dry of the game you know to me those are explosive plays but you know i, I don't think that yours and my definition of explosive is the same as doran's that's probably safe. <clears throat> I think they were sandbagging us the first week. I think they were trying different guys in different positions. And 
I expect they'll probably, I hope they will utilize the guys that they know that can play. Like I, I think we saw limited Julian Gray, and I got a feeling he's got to be one of our best athletes. And well, they, they think kept they're going to try to get him the ball more. They kept a secret weapon on the sideline the whole game. We've I just, know. We've they discussed this. So. And Smith got zero snaps, so he's either hurt or they are really hiding him for some reason. You can't hide that speed, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because the offensive line didn't have, give them a whole lot of time to block. Yeah. I went back and watched the game, and I'll, I'll echo sentiments of some of the others. I didn't think the offensive line was as bad as I first thought. I thought there were some key plays that uh, the interior side of the offensive line did not um, – do a great job handling. I thought there were some times as well, like watching it on the second look, and even in the third quarter. I remember watching that third quarter and saying, you know, to myself, I was like, you know, uh, Armstrong, he, he's he's taken off too quick. He could have stepped up in the pocket there instead of, you know, breaking outside, or or he could have, you know, rolled a little bit instead of trying to push up in and then taking off. I mean, it's it's, it's probably his instincts from. UVA last year and then facing our defense so far this fall. Um, but, you know, I, I, he's got to hang in there just a little bit longer. He even said as much in the press or in his uh, interview after the game, you know, but uh, I just, uh, I, I hope that I would love to be able to see, you know, have the camera angles to watch back games yeah. that, like the coaches do where, you know, you're behind the quarterback and you can see, what the quarterback sees sideline to sideline, you know, who's open, you know, at the intermediate routes, who's, you know, who's running the short little drags and things like that. It's hard to see for all, all the time from the camera angles that we have watching TV. They should give the all 22. They should put it on the ACC network app and let you, let you watch it. Like that's, that's some stuff you want to generate some extra look revenue. At, look at us, man. Look at, look at us just over here yeah. generating money. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're adding, Bunch of jabroni schools, which whatever. Hey, I yeah. did see. Uh, I think we talked about it in the pod chat today. Two teams, two of our newly added brethren, uh, <laughs> That's right. I love that. Have a greater chance of making the CFP than we do. SMU coming in at number twenty-four and Cal coming in at number twenty-five. I was trying to find that graphic. What was that percentage chance for SMU? Was point nine percent chance to make. The they're 29th actually, and Cal's 30th. So we didn't even make the top 30, but Cal and SMU did. I would love to know how that is defined. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it's I have this no is, idea of that. This is not news to anybody here, anybody listening, but we just get you know, people always ask these questions on like, Oh, you know, why is nobody doing X for NC State, or why is nobody talking about NC State? Nobody talks about NC State, that's like. It's the branding thing, and they're mm-hmm. just—they're just not at that level, right? We've never branded ourselves as that from a university standpoint, but from a program standpoint, we haven't been—I don't know—just something to talk about. And the most, the most I can ever, yeah, the most I can ever remember in my life, people talking about NC State, and I was a young—I mean, you know—was Amato's years, yeah, Amato's years, and that was be- a lot of that. I think was because of the. Uh, flair that Amato brought and you think about right. TOB you think about Doran they, they that that's not them um you know yeah. it stops it starts from the top down and, and that's not either one of them you know um Amato would 
he kind of had that Jimmy V type, you know, if there was a camera on and he could get in front of it, draw attention to his program, <laughs> yeah. he did it and yeah, it paid did. off. I mean, you know, had a couple good years there with him and then it's hard when you don't have a quarterback too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's more the reason, I guess it was when Will and I were talking about the Vegas line. He's like, why is the Vegas line six and a half? I think a lot of it to do is just NC state people just, Oh, it's NC state. They're okay. Yeah, I, I was surprised at the line. Were you? At six and a half? Yeah, for, for Notre Dame. Win total? Oh, Notre Dame oh, no, game, no, no. I'm seven sorry, and I'm sorry. Yeah, seven and a half. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Um, Not really. I thought I Notre Dame would be favored. I, I was very surprised. Would... Why is that? Just because, partly because of what you're saying about, oh, you know, NC State, they're decent, every and everybody's riding Notre Dame hard every year. Until they, you know, blow it doing something stupid in week four or five. Hopefully, it's week two point five this year because they did play week zero. Yeah. But you know, um, I just I, I was I was expecting thirteen fourteen. Well, uh, I mean, they're going to be uh, that would be crazy to be a thirteen point dog at home. Yeah. I mean, it's it's seven and a half plus the three points for yeah, home, home field. field. That's true. So that's ten, right? I think that's probably. We'd probably be 10 dogs at Notre Dame, which I feel is probably about right. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, I, man. Like, I, I watched Notre Dame the first two weeks. I watched their first two games. And one, Sam Hartman, still Sam Hartman. I, I He's fine. He's got all day behind that big offensive line. He's not going to do anything crazy. Um you know, he doesn't have A.T. Perry to throw up jump balls. He's got some good athletes. Notre Dame's got some decent wide receivers, but he's he doesn't scare me, right? And the rest of their team, I think they got a good run game, and I'm like, yeah, that's the offensive line's big, but they were pushing around Navy and uh, Middle Tennessee State or one of those middle schools, and it just wasn't. I don't know. It's like I, I can see yeah, they're good. They're they're beating these guys, but does that translate to are they going to be able to do that to our defensive line? Which it's like strength on strength. With I, I think right, they're trying to run it. We're trying to stop the run. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hartman. I think Hartman is a good college quarterback. Uh, I I think I'm a little bit higher on him than most because if you go back to two years ago, you go back to last year. If you give him time, he can pick you apart. He's he's he'll he goes through progressions. He you know and then to me it was go through progressions, get to the second third. They're not there. It's not open up. Okay, yeah. Now I'm gonna throw that jump ball to At Perry. And a lot of times At Perry bailed him out. And yeah. it made it you know when you have good wide receivers, they make your quarterback look good, obviously. But I if we can't get pressure on him in the pocket. I do think that I, well, I won't say we're shutting ourselves up for for disappointment, but I do think that there's a, a high chance that he's going to pick us apart. Um, our secondary, you know, is is very hyped up. Shy Battle and Aiden White and and whatnot. But you give Hartman time, I think he can pick you apart. And so I think a lot of it's going to come down to what kind of pressure can our D line get on him and how long can our corners, you know, hang on um, if they're in man or, or whatever it may be, you know, you, you go back to the Wake Forest game last year, 
when we start putting pressure on him and that line starts breaking down and that, that mesh that they run, you know, we kind of started blowing mm-hmm. it up. He started falling apart. Right. You know, and that was the, the kind of the beginning of the MJ Morris story was, you know, but the, to me, the story of that game was, was our defense um, and putting pressure on him. So if, if I got, if, if our D can get pressure on him, I think that's going to be key, which I mean, that's the key to, you know, all defense, but for, for Hartman, <laughs> I think if you, I think if you leave him in the pocket and let him pick you apart, dink and dunk, whatever it may be, I think that could be trouble. I, and I think that's exactly what the game plan will be. I think it's to get him on the move, move him around. He's thrown six picks in Carter Finley, a number everybody's been talking about recently. Mm-hmm. I think he'll he'll continue to do that if you get him, like you said, put some pressure on him and move him, which is what our defense is designed to do, right? Be disruptive and you know make them make mistakes. And he will make mistakes. I think he's he's a good cause quarterback, like you said, but he just doesn't scare me. What scares me is that big ass running back number seven. That guy was hard to take down. Yeah. And again, I know it's Navy and whatever the other school was. I need to look this up because I'm going to keep butchering it. But I just wish this was a night game at Carter Finley. Golly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of a kind of a bummer. Uh, yeah, that place would be rocking. It's still going to be it's wild. Gonna, it's going to be wild. On, yeah, it's still going to be it's, crazy. It's still going to be wild. They beat Tennessee State is what it was. Yeah. I knew it was one of those tendencies. I think, yeah, it's funny. You know, Dave Doran put on his press conference on Sunday, like to go out the night before and tailgate, like sleep over in the parking lot. And I'm like, yeah, let's. And I want to, I want to know if anybody's going to try it. If you're out there tailgating tomorrow. So did you see know. somebody posted on Twitter today that uh, there was already people in with RVs in the uh, in the parking lot. I don't yeah. know if that's accurate or not, but well, I think the RVs are allowed to get there early. If, but like, what, or maybe was it yesterday or today where they posted that? Was, yesterday, I, I think. Yeah, so think Wednesday, people showing up. I mean, yeah, oh, that's party on, bro. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. It's, yeah, it's gonna be wild. I would love it. Like back, you know, back when we, I was in school, we mm-hmm. would go out the night before and we mm-hmm. would smoke a pig and sit out and do, you know silly stuff in the parking lot all night mm-hmm. sleep in the back of a truck for about an hour and get back up and go to the game. Like, I mean, that's that was what we did. It was awesome. I, I would, would love for them to get back to it. I know, I know they're going to get as far away from that as possible with the new uh, developments and all that stuff going on down there. But when Dave said that, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. It just, <laughs> I was hoping that everybody gets to experience that because that was, that was an awesome time. But it is going to be rowdy with the new scoreboard, you know, the new sound system. Even you know, even though it's going to be noon, it's going to be it's going to be rowdy. I know my group's going out there six or seven in the morning, and I'm sure they're not going to be alone. It's it's going to be a good time. First home game of the year. I mean, there's a lot there, right? And I I kind of want to know how state is going to respond to again the first home game, big fanfare. It's Notre Dame. And they hadn't played at home yet. Like Brandon Armstrong has not played for you know for NC State in Carter Finley, and it's it's gonna be wild. I, let's see see what happens under the lights or under the sun or whatever you want to say it. Right? I mean, first first play, just run a go route to Ann Smith. I swear, <laughs> first play. <laughs> <laughs> never expect. I'll never see it coming. Yeah, they'll they'll be like, who, who is this guy? He didn't even play last week. <laughs> no. 
so I don't know. The seven and a half. What do you think the game's gonna? How's it gonna go? My heart says one thing, but my my head says another. My my heart says state state's gonna gonna pull this out. You know, that's I think that's the heart of all state fans. Um, my heart says twenty seven twenty four state. My head says thirty five twenty one Notre Dame. I can almost, yeah, I almost agree with that exactly. I feel like I don't think Notre Dame will score thirty five. I think it's going to be a slower game, given the way the pace is the games, and Notre Dame's going to try to run it. I think that's yeah. I, I think that it's think stays, it'll probably be a, a lower score game. I don't know 34. what the under was fifty one. Yeah, I can I can see that. I feel the same way. Like it's a game where NC State rises up, and you know they we've been known to win random games like this, right? It's the games where you're not supposed to. Right? You're underdog states. I think they're three and one against the spread at home, or four and zero against the spread at home when they're the underdogs, and three and one actually winning those games outright. So. Over last what, four seasons, I butchered that stat, but I think it's the last four seasons. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Stay's pretty good defending then defending Carter Finley, and so I, I think it's going to be. I think it should be a pretty good game. I, I hope we don't lay an egg. I hope what we saw against UConn was more of an aberration than reality, and I think that's probably true. I think there's too much talent on this team to, for that to be the norm. I think they're going to come out and hit Notre Dame in the face, and Notre Dame's like, okay, this is not Navy and Tennessee State, right? I think that's that's what I'm hoping for is punch them, knock them back, and see what happens, see how they respond. I honestly don't know if I've ever been more unsure of what we have going into week two than I am this year. You know, like last year, yeah. last year in the ECU game, you had Leary. You had Thayer, you had Sumo back, you know, you had the defense that we had, and the result was very similar to previous results with NC State offense type stuff. And, you know, us being in the chat, like, what in the hell are we doing? And, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm just unsure. I honestly, I could, I don't know. I could see us coming out and so many different things happening on offense. We, you know, I could see it going where we're in a grinded out 10 to 14 point game and I can see us trying to hang 40 on them. You know, I just, I hope it's the, the, the latter. I hope we're trying to hang 40. <laughs> I, yeah. hope I, I, I hope we have 20 explosive plays, you know, but um, I don't know. Do you, Going back to the first thing we talked about, what do you think Doran truly, if Doran had his choice between a game full of explosive plays both ways, both sides, or a game full of run, grind it up, chew it up, final score 10 to 7, you know, I guess. Yeah, much rather have the ten to seven grinder of a game. Yeah, I I agree. I because think it's that, safe. I think it's safe. Yeah. See, and I don't know. Maybe it's just differences in philosophy and personalities. Like I'd rather us win uh, forty to thirty-seven than you know ten to seven. 
or something. No, I mean, like that. I, I completely agree, right? Because that's the way college football is going. If you can score, you have a chance. Yeah. And 10 to 7, I think it, there's less variance there. So that's – he – Dave wants control. He wants – you know, limit your mistakes if you're a 10-7. I think he just would like to live in that that range. I'm not saying he's Iowa and Brian Ferentz, but I, I'm just thinking he would much rather that kind of game and doesn't care about scoring a ton of points. We've said it yeah. hundreds of times on this podcast – after every UConn game or every ECU game where you skate by 24 or 30 points and you're like, you know, and Dave's press conference is like, yeah, we did enough to win, right? I mean, that's what, that's what he said. It's like, we were, we got the win and got out of there. And I think the UConn game was an example of that because they were never threatened, really. They knew there was fun. And so they just like did enough to, you know, get the win and, and move on. Yeah. So what do you think is – You've, you've watched more Notre Dame than I have so far this year. What do you think is the biggest matchup? Would mm. you say – I know we talked about their our D-line versus their O-line, strength strength versus strength. What do you think is the deciding matchup? I would say it's – yeah, it's it, both lines, honestly. I think it's how – are we able to get pressure on Hartman? I think that's pretty – pretty basic one but then are we able to hold up enough where they can run the offense or is brennan armstrong going to see ghosts and scramble too early right i I imagine part of his running too early last week which a lot of people said he would he did is him knowing the timing based on you know practices and like they know he's like i don't got a whole lot of time because this line is you know, played our defensive line and they probably struggled a little bit. And I think, you know, part of the, part of him seeing ghosts is that. Yeah. And I want to know if he, our offensive line is going to hold up against Notre Dame's Z line enough to give him time to let the offense develop. Or right. if not, how does Robert and I adjust and how often are we going to run, you know, QB counters or just, you know, screens and, and whatnot, which is fine if it works, but are they going to adjust the offense to that, to the offensive line's, you know, ability to block? Yeah, I I agree with that. I think it, that's, it's going to come down to the, can we pr- can we pressure him, or yeah, can can we pressure him and can our guys protect our quarterback? You know, I think that's that's what it, it's going to going to be the the telltale. Um. Shoot, I had another another question. Uh, well, it's like what we also what we talked about earlier this week. You know, I, I really think that their defense is going to play contain with a spy on him and force them force Armstrong to beat him with uh with his arm. I think they will. Right? I mean, at some point they're going to know that he can control the game if he's running. And yeah, I, I think you'll see a spy on him. I would assume Marcus Freeman's smart enough to um, pick that up. But again, part of that, you know, part of the unknown with Notre Dame is how, how is Marcus Freeman going to coach and what is, what is their offense going to do? What is their defense going to do? Are they, you know, he's inexperienced coach. I think that's going to, that plays in the factor too. I, I would assume they're going to, so I would assume they're going to spy Armstrong at some point. Like 
Connecticut did the opposite. They sat back and made, you know forced him to run, and he did. Yeah, they, he were was, slow, they were trying to slow. They were trying to slow that game down. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to yeah. slow that game down as much as they could. Yeah, and I think so. Notre Dame's going to do similar. Yeah. Uh, some of the questions we got, what state's playing to keep number seven from running all over us again? The dude is dangerous. Yeah, he is – he's a big boy. He is a big boy. For a running back, I was impressed by his size. I, I'm just – I'm not super concerned about our, our run D. If we play gap sound football – and, you know, that was what got us against UConn. UConn only you know, got some runs when we got out of position and tried to arm tackle. But I think they settled down, and I think they'll be okay. And if, you know, I, I believe Savion Jackson's back. So, you know, I, I feel okay about our run defense. Is But are we going to be able to leverage that and get enough pressure on Hartman? It's kind of what is where I think this game lies. Yeah, I'm, I, uh, I agree. Uh, I'm excited for – to have more depth along the D line, and I think also uh, Cooper's supposed to be back, right, along the O line. Yes, and I think that's huge, right? I thought um, Anthony Carter had an okay game. I had his tag on uh, PFF grade up here somewhere. Uh, it was like a sixty-one, which is excuse me, average, but I think it was fifty-ish in pass pro. Uh, or no, run run block. Yeah, run. I was gonna say yeah, and and then it makes sense. Like I think he he's missed some assignments. He got off some um, schemes early in that. I think that has that threw that threw us off. But I I believe that the coaches really like Cooper, and I would I would assume that some of those things are corrected just from having you know your better guard in there. Uh, one of the questions got, are we even capable of being explosive? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think we got enough talent. I just think they've been slow playing it. I think the the capability is there. The 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 will last year, the will to do it, I don't think was was really there. But I think Anai brings that. I think, I think he thrives on that. You I know, think so too. I, I, I think, think that's he, probably I fair. Think he plays it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. We haven't been – I don't know. They just – we've talked about it a lot. They didn't – they weren't trying to be explosive last year. And I don't think they necessarily had or knew what they had or had the guys that they have now. Like I think uh, Casey you – know, Kevin Concepcion is – he's got something. You can tell in the, the limited action he's gotten. He's got something. I think Julian Gray, he's got something. You know, you and I, you and I are on Ant Smith stands. If you get him on the field, mm-hmm. guys that fast, I think you yeah, have the capability to be explosive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if you don't throw him the ball, just you know, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna take a corner and a safety. You know, all, all he's got to do is just man, just, just catch one, and, and you're you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be double covered all year, which is gonna leave somebody open across the middle of the field or on the far side from you. I'm telling you, if he just catches one, just catch one. <laughs> we talked about it in the pod chat, but they did the same thing with CJ Riley. They they tried to make CJ Riley a thing, even though not the best hands. Put Ian Smith in the game; he's faster than CJ. Let's go. Let my yeah, man and, run. Answer, Can't yeah. hold him back. There, there's. 
I mean, how many games have we seen where, I mean, yeah, he's dropped it. (laughs) It's a big part of the play, but there's nobody around. There's nobody even around. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I I will concede that. I think the same thing for Michael Allen. I think Michael Allen, he's the best running back on the team. I think everybody can kind of see that, even though I swear he looks like he's running in slow motion the way he shuffle runs, but – you know, he's got to get his pass protection better. I'm sure that's why he's not playing. Man, he looked he looked in the UConn game, he looked so much quicker to me than he did last yeah. year. Right. Like, I, I I thought there was a uh, – a, to me, there was definitely a difference, a notable difference in, in his quickness and his speed in that game compared to, you know, last year. Towards the end of the year, he kind of came on pretty strong and started taking, taking more and more reps. But I uh, – I, I I was very impressed with him, and I agree. I think he's the best running back on the roster. He was. And I wonder how much of that is, you know, they always say, quote, game slowing down for him. Yeah. He kind of knew. I mean, his pass protection still not not the best, but I knew <laughs> with the ball in his hands, like he can make guys miss. And it's just yeah. so weird because he doesn't look like a – the way he runs just doesn't Mm-mm. look like a – I don't know, like a dynamic running back. No, no, he doesn't, but I, I agree. Is it better or worse for state that we don't get FSU this year? Oh, we're gonna get them. <laughs> oh, we're we're getting them. It's just gonna be in December. It's gonna be in December instead of October, like normally. That's what I tweeted out. We were like, "You're crazy." I was like, "I don't know. I didn't see anything in the first week of, of the ACC that said we couldn't. Right? We couldn't get to Charlotte." Yeah. So, yes, I said the same. I said that. Uh, Somebody asked me, what do you think of contenders and pretenders in the ACC based on week one? And this is what I said. Georgia Tech, probably better than we thought. Louisville's not as good. UNC is pretty good. FSU hype might be warranted. Duke, solid as they were last year. And Clemson is slowly slipping away. I think everybody else is kind of unknown at the moment. Yeah, I would agree with that. I uh, Again, you know, is, is Carolina that good? Is that defense that much improved, or is South Carolina's O line just I think hot, hot garbage? I probably a little bit of both. Probably more South Carolina's O line being terrible, but I mean Carolina nine sacks, sixteen TFLs. That's it's pretty good, regardless of how bad an offensive line is. So yeah, agreed. They got. I think they're. I think they're solid. I, I as much as I hate to admit it, Drake May is good. Uh, but he's going to have one less wide receiver because old Tez Walker's he's got to take care of grandma. And Stubble said he cannot play. Finalize it. Are you sad? Are you tearing up? Not at all. It's, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, to be honest, I feel for the kid. You know, sure. you, get so, you get so many years to play the game. And uh, eventually, you know, you're told you can't play it anymore. And, He's just being told by the NCAA that he's just not playing this year. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's, but it, it's I feel the same way. It's to me, I have a hard time not being like karma, man, karma uh, yeah. to, to that whole group over there in Chapel Hill, karma. That's exactly what, man. I, I saw it go through, and I'm laughing. I'm laughing because Carolina fans are now now they're complaining that the NCAA doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like now right. they're now now after all this is what they, you know, this is how they claim NCAA is terrible. They don't, you know, this is ridiculous. We're getting screwed. They're always out to get us. I'm like, 
it's, uh, I can yeah. find the comedy in that. It's, that's some funny stuff, man. Yeah, and, and it's, it's uh, somebody posted today like Mac Brown's comments from back in February on the transfer portal. Yeah, you know, and and it goes directly. He he's essentially at that time stating that players like the one he has now, Tez Walker, who just got ruled ineligible, shouldn't be allowed to do what Tez Walker did, and now he's mad about it. He, you this know, is this is his quote. I got it up. Okay. Mac Brown said, "This the other thing they they've done with the transfer portal, which I think is good." is they've said that you can't transfer twice undergraduate without getting a waiver. <laughs> good, Mac. Good for you. That's what Mac Brown back in April. That was before Tez Walker hit the transfer portal, conveniently. Mm-hmm. It's it's To me, it's ridiculous that, again, this is Carolina's brand versus our brand. They get every bit of attention. Like we've talked about the, the governors tweeting about how this is a sham and – ESPN's talking about it. that damn ESPN. The Carolina South Carolina game w- was just every five minutes. It was something about Tez Walker. Yeah, dude should have had something nil wise on that on that whole broadcast, man. Because if, if he had his name or whatever, he wasn't even in the game. Yeah, and, and if he had in on some type of nil advertisement money coming in from that, good lord, dude, he doesn't need to play football anymore. Like it's so I, I didn't hear anybody talking about. NCAA sucks when Chandler Zavala couldn't get his, or when uh, this most still the most egregious one for me in, in a long list of them is Ralston Turner did, getting denied his medical redshirt because he played like six minutes in a game before he busted his ankle for the year that one year. Like, we could I, have I, it. I, I'm here by crying about that. Yeah, we could have a list of all the ways that NCAA has boned Carolina. Yeah, and all the way. First off, that list would be one starting with today's <laughs> ruling and then all the yeah. ways that it's bone state. I mean, to me, you know, yeah, the Austin Turner thing, but to me, the biggest one was Omaha. Oh know? yeah. 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 So, I mean, all, all those things, but now the answer, I mean, it's hilarious. Just, it's just hilarious. It's, it's karma. Come back again. It, and it's I'm just hypocrisy. It's karma. Yeah. It's all yeah. of those things. It, and it could not happen, could not happen to a better group. <laughs> The Carolina fans in my mentions are all up in their feelings. I mean, I've gotten people threatening me and all sorts of things that are happening from just just my random statements. And not even like making fun of them. Like Carolina put out a statement from Mac Brown and it's got a typo in it in the in the headline. So I just tweeted it out, man. People are taking offense to it. Like, oh, well, you know, mind your own business. What does NC State know? And, you know. Yeah. Like, it's, it's part of the rivalry, man. That's what makes that's what I know. makes it so passionate and so good. It's just being able to get, a, get up under each other's skin that way, you know. One a, of my type, favorite comments. in a press conference. <laughs> one of my favorite comments was somebody in the pod chat, and I tweeted it out too because – Pache has been rolling the last few days and it's hilarious. <laughs> I just it cracks me up. But one of the guys said, should have gotten their lawyers to tell the NCAA that all students can transfer, not just the athlete. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's great. Like, that, to me, that's the best. That was the best take on it. Like, that, was, exactly. that's, that was solid. I cracked up laughing when I read that one. I, I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, it, the, old, the, the fanfare for it, man, it just. It's just so comical, and I just laugh. I just laugh. People are just. I mean, yeah. I don't. You know, you have a you have a, a a governing body that has rules 
and you have to follow the rules. You know, I mean, I'm not saying well, like be sheep and stand in line and whatnot, but you know, when it comes to these types of things, you know, there's 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 precedents and there's guidelines, and that's what keeps at least some type of order in this crazy college football thing now. You know, everybody's jumping on everybody else while they're buying players. I mean, everybody's buying players, man. You know, get out of here with that crap. You know, (laughs) just, it's not, it's, there's rules. The rules have to be followed. And even Carolina has to, you know, occasionally they do have to follow rules. The funny part is, and Mike DeCourcy also put a tweet out about this, that the NCAA is made up of the institutions. The institutions all come together and make the rules. The NCAA enforces them, but then they're mad at the they're, then they're mad at the NCAA. One of the institutions is mad at the NCAA because of the rules. And you're like, wait a minute, why don't you change the rules? Well, you don't think about it until it affects you, and not when it affects anybody else, right? Right. So, but suck off. Sorry for Tez Walker. You can't play this year. Hope you can go take care of Grandma. You'll be fine next year. He'll probably go the and Will said this too is like he'll go into the um, pro day with Drake May and just run fast streaks and he'll probably get drafted anyway. Yeah. He won't even have to play college football. Yeah. So whatever. I don't feel for you, Carolina. You Whatever. go to the flip side of this. What if he plays this year and gets hurt? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey. like Can't yeah. take care of grandma if you're hurt. It's <laughs> 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 ridiculous. Uh, let's see. We got anything else? I think that was it for questions. My preparation week has not been the most. I've had a busy uh, work week along with a short week and all course kind of stuff. But what's your what's your general feeling for the game Saturday? Like I said, heart twenty seven twenty four, brain thirty five twenty one. Um, I just you know I, I just I don't want us to lay an egg as we tend to do in these situations. Um, yeah. As we tend, as we have so often done, I, I honestly hope we come out and look, look dominant. I mean, Notre, you know, I don't expect us to come out and route Notre Dame. That would be amazing, but that's not going to happen. You know, right. Show some, show some explosive plays. Uh, let the offense look more, look more, um, you know, Aggressive, aggressive, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. aggressive, <laughs> aggressive, um, and and competent, you know, to me, yeah, and I'll be happy. I think the defense is going to do what our defense does, um, you know, and I could honestly see the, see the game coming down to special teams, you know, does uh, does somebody muff a punt, you know, somebody miss a, ch- a chip shot field goal, something like that, you know, and. The crowd, crowd's going to be rowdy, and and can we force a few turnovers, make Hartman uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think if you, I think if you win the turnover battle, and if you're NC State, if you win the turnover battle, and you don't make any dumb mistakes, don't miss chip shot field goals, uh, no red zone turnovers, you're giving yourself, you know, you're, you're going to be. I, I think we're going to be right there at the end with a chance to to win the game. I think that's fair. It's probably good. Good analysis. I think we're, we will be right there. I I don't think it's going to be blowout one way or the other. I think State has played a pretty clean game. I think as as Notre Dame is 
how how does NC State respond offensively, and how does Notre Dame handle not being able to just push people around, right, and just overpower teams? Because I, I don't think they'll be able to do that up front uh, against our you know front six. Yeah. So and I, and I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I don't want to see is in the first two drives of the game, don't be running a trick play. You know, if 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 we're doing that on the second drive of the game, I'm sitting there in my head like, oh shit, this is what we got to do to move the ball. You know, that's that's not what I, I want. Just drop back, heave one, Ant Smith go route, eighty yard bomb. <laughs> Let's go. I'll be I'll be lining up texts in the pod chat, collecting debts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, those one we're talking about that we're, there's obviously. Um, a very healthy conversation going on in the pod chat, but Zach and I have to constantly defend our Ann Smith love, and he is going to get his two fifty this year. I can, I can book it. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I hope so because I can't take much more of uh, the the abuse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zach, it's, it's getting late. Let's, let's close this thing up. I think the pack's going to be all right. It's going to be a close game. Let's hear. All right, let's hear. Let's hear a score prediction. State's got a chance. I'm terrible at score predictions. It's going to be – what's the over on this? 51, I think. 51, I take the yeah. Under. I take the under, and I think it's going to be, let's say, 27-24. I think it's going to be something like that. I don't think it's going to be okay. a smoke joke either way. I'd like it to be 35-14 and just stick it to them, but I don't think that's realistic. So you think, you're think you saying 27-24 state win? Pack wins by three. Okay. That, that, that's what that's what my heart says too. That's, a, that's what I, we're both on record with that. Twenty seven, twenty four state. Well, I mean, I, I do have us going twelve and zero, so I gotta I gotta stick with it. I think I think that the new kicker's good. I think he had a tough spot with a fifty yarder in his first kick, but he nailed that forty four. So I feel I feel good. He's, he's going to hit it. Twenty seven, twenty four. Pack wins. Sends Notre Dame packing, and we still won't be ranked next week. So I can book on that one too. <laughs> Zach, thanks for staying up late and joining me. Y'all have a good weekend and go pack. Go pack.